Welcome to the Consciouspreneur Podcast, where we discuss and apply the principles of mindset, leadership, and business building strategies that align with our purpose, honor the people we work with, and generate a sustainable profit. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Consciouspreneur podcast. My name is Dr. Mary Maduna Host. Excuse me. My name is Dr. Mary Maduna Gross, and I am your host. Man, that gets jumbled up. And today we are talking with Teresa Paul. And I think Teresa's um, statement on LinkedIn sums up everything right here. She says, I teach established salespeople to close bigger deals, maximize upsells, and minimize churn without wasting time on clients who are not ready to buy. Teresa, that when I read that, it was like, okay, that is connecting with me. That's what I need to hear. Um, and that's what I'm looking for, even at this point in, in my business development. I'm really starting to zero in on the sales part of that process. And so I'm really very excited about our conversation today. Oh, great. And you know what? I have to say, I'm excited that you acknowledge that now sales is your next step. So many of us run around sales and we try to avoid it at all costs. And it is the crucial final step to growing your business, honestly. So that you realize that, that's beautiful. And and I'm curious what the listeners, what's going up in your mind now, even as you're listening to this setup for this conversation, because even as Teresa, you, you responded to me, I'm thinking when I first started coaching, I was with a coaching company and we had our annual events and we were expected to be in the booth, right? And selling coaching services. And I remember from those experience, I came away with the story of, I can't sell. I'm not good at selling. And even now, and this is probably three or four years past, I'm like, that truth, that is not true. That seemed true to me at the time, but I know that that is not true for me today. So we got all kinds of beliefs wrapped up in the sales process. I know we're going to talk about that. So before we get into the meat uh, and potatoes here, let's talk about who you are. What brought you to this point in your career? Well, gosh, it's a long story. Um, I've been around a while, but but I, <laughs> I I was terrible at sales in the beginning. But I had a I had a four year degree in marketing and advertising. I couldn't get on with an agency, so the only job available to me in my career was selling selling media, selling newspaper at the time, and I was awful. I was an introvert. I was early twenties. You know, I had no business experience. There was no reason to trust me. And I grabbed my little binder because we didn't have computers back then. And I just went door to door to the businesses in this little town in Colorado. And I just said, do you want to buy some advertising? I mean, it was really, and most of them was no, because nobody wants to buy advertising, right? Nobody wants to pay money for an ad in the paper. What they want are customers, right? But then some people, I don't know if they took pity on me, but they started to say yes. And, and I have two things going for me that saved my bacon. First of all, I'm very persistent. Like, this is my job and I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep going in. But second, I'm very creative. And I came up with some really cool ads for people that brought people in, that helped their business. So they were like sold. Okay, this girl doesn't know anything about business or about sales, but something's going on here and she's helping my business. And that's how I started. 
right? I just started totally green, not having a clue, no training. There's, they don't train people how to sell. They just say, go talk to people and sell. And so that's how I started. And I moved up the ranks because I did have this sort of creative edge to me. But the other piece that I didn't realize that I had um, in the sales arena was emotional intelligence. I can read people. I can understand them. And I'm not afraid to ask the hard questions, right? And so people are, I'm not asking them now, would you like to buy something? I'm like, can we work together to improve your life? If yes, what a great way to go. If not, then you know my number, right? So I I was able to find, figure out when people were about to say no, and I could come in and, and answer the objection right away before they even said it. And I could tell when people were about to say yes, this is critical. And I learned to shut up, right? So many people oversell. When somebody's about to say yes, don't tell them anymore. After they sign, you can give them all the information they need. But there's the two places we lose people, right? We don't give them what they want and we don't close them when they're ready to buy. And so I just figured these out along the way. And it's just, it's an, it's an intuition. It isn't something that I can say, here's my 12 page paper that I've written on how to close using emotional intelligence. No, you just have to practice. Right. You know, it also, this whole experience, the way you're even talking about sales, a couple of things are coming up for me. One is I've heard this before, so you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm 95% of us, let's say, have never had any formal training in sales. It really is. Here's your product. Here's your service. Now go out and make sh- and get people to sign up for it. Right. 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 And um, that feels transactional because my job is to get people to sign up for it. The way you describe it, though, is my job is to change their people, these people's lives. Now, those are two very different purposes. And the one, the more transactional one, we can get comfortable with because we can set goals. How many calls did I make? How many, how many appointments did I set? How many did I keep? How many deals did I close? Like it can get really systematic. And for those of us who like systems, that's really nice and pretty. Versus the more relational based, it's, it feels, um, feels messy. It feels um, unstructured. So, and and this is so relevant for the consciouspreneur um, because I believe that the consciouspreneur is that person who is wanting more of that relationship-based sales versus the transactional sales. Um, We want to get to the bottom, you know, the number and the profit and all of those kinds of things too. But the way we go, I think, is it's important to note the, the difference here because if our values as a consciouspreneur um, is about purpose and about helping people change their lives, then, and I still do this because I still fall back into, I'm trying to sell a product or I'm trying to sell a service and it feels, I feel disconnected from it versus if I'm talking with someone and I, I'm not using your words here, but I hadn't been about, I'm helping them change their lives there's no selling in my mind. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, <laughs> so, so there's no expectation and no agenda when I start a sales call because every single one grows on its own. 
Every conversation has to grow on its own, whether it's going to grow in one conversation or six conversations or a lifetime of a business relationship. And so it may feel messy because there's no check the boxes on it. But what happens is um, it becomes it becomes a, a relationship, a friendship. And, and if you think about your friends, those relationships are messy. Right. You don't say, will you be my friend? Okay. Do you make this much money? You know, where do you live? How much free time? You don't ask those questions. You're like, do I like you? Do I think that we can um, help each other? Do I think that we can improve each other's lives? I mean, that's how you build a friendship. And you can do that in the business world without getting, without going overboard and thinking that you need to build another friendship. You don't. It's a business friendship built on respect and trust and boundaries around Yes, I know you're going to take care of me in my business because you can you can go too far the other way and become friends with them and then you lose that business aspect, right? Then you don't really want to ask them if they want to buy. No, you, you determine those boundaries and you hold those boundaries and there's such great respect in there. It just is amazing. Like, like the clients that I have and that I had in, in my out, outside world job, they would, they would call me first. Somebody wants to sell me something, Teresa, does this fit with what we're doing? Well, let's take a look at it, right? Because they trusted me to tell them the truth. Sales, ooh, sales is a lot about lies and half-truths and manipulation and coercion. And so how do you trust somebody who just wants to sell you that car or just wants you to write the check and they don't care whether you get to where you need to be or not? So that's that's the world that we're in. That's what we have to overcome. And to do that, you have to establish a if you buy or not, doesn't matter. I'm going to have a conversation with you. And it changes the dynamics of it. It's really beautiful. It it does. And again, it goes back to that purpose. What's the purpose of the call? Is it to make a sale or is it to move into relationship with this person and start to build that trust? Yes. And and of course, that whole statement, even as I said it, I realized, well, that would be at the beginning, obviously, of a relationship and, and there's ongoing communication. But again, the purpose is the same. Am I here to make a sale or am I here to help change this person's life? Right. Right. Am I here for the short term or the long term? Right. Am I here to make the sale? Right. So I can rub my fingers together or, or am I here to to change change the energy of, of somebody's life and where they're going. And when you do that, when you do that at that heart level, they are so grateful. They're so grateful because they have been looking for you. They've been waiting for you. They've been wanting you to come into their life. It's not about being a salesperson anymore. You're a trusted advisor now. Yeah. Wow. That changes everything. Mm -hmm. Doesn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it also becomes, okay. It also becomes quality over quantity. You know, we're taught, make another call, make another call, make another call, get some more leads, get some more leads, get some more leads. And what happens is we have this whole bucket full of leads that we're not doing anything with. We have no idea what's in there, right? But if you can step back and qualify them from the very start, then it's that then you don't waste your time with people who are cherry pickers or tire kickers or just want the free stuff and all of there's nothing wrong with that, but my time needs to be spent where it best benefits me and someone else. So it takes a minute longer to get there. But once you do, then the rewards are so much greater. I can see that. And I also have this voice in my head that says, Mary, we're talking about the sales call. And that's like the last piece. 
right? So how do we back up before we ever get to a sales call, right? What one of the things you and I talked about when we first met is about talking about our business. And to me, I think, and, let, and you might tell me otherwise, but I think that's kind of where this whole process gets started. Are we willing to talk about our business uh, with our friends, our family, uh, um, our neighbors? Uh, I'll tell a couple of quick stories to give you some context, and then I'll I'll turn it to you. So just just recently, I was um, talking with a networking person, and and we were talking about how we find clients. And and um, one of the things she said is, anytime I need a new client, I just go to the grocery store. And I just start conversations with people on the line, either in front of me or behind me at the grocery store. And what that brought up for me is a reminder of, Mary, How are, who are you talking to about your business? Which reminds me of one of my other pivotal stories um, in this whole experience is that um, I had been coaching real estate agents for a couple of years. And um, a friend of mine decided to go into real estate. And kind of these things obviously were happening uh, parallel to one another. And so when I found out that he was doing this, I said, hey, let me know if there's anything I can do to support you as you get started here. And he looked at me as, you know, as if I was an alien or who are you? Uh, And I think he said, well, why would I come to you about this? And I said, well, I've been coaching real estate agents for two years now. And he goes, really? I didn't know that. This is one of my best friends. Didn't know what I was doing. And so this whole story about, are we even talking about our business is so relevant to me because I know that I'm not. So talk to me a little bit about how can we talk about our business in the same way that we talk about our pets or our vacations or anything else that's important to us? Well, I think, you know, because you know, you and I are both in the coaching, consulting, training industry. It's not always easy to talk to somebody in the grocery store about that who is a who is a receptionist or who runs baggage claim at the airport, right? So sometimes it's a little bit about education. So whenever I speak to somebody, my goal is to leave them better off than I found them, right? To give them a little bit of education. So if they're totally blank when I tell them what I do, then I say, you know, then I talk about it at their level. Right. So you talk about their level. Two things can come of this. Well, three, nothing can come of it. Okay. I haven't wasted any time. I'm standing in line at the grocery store. Um, They could decide, oh, and this happened to me at the dermatologist's office with my son. I told the the receptionist what I did. And she's like, I really want to get out of here and start my own business. She's like, here's, here's my Facebook book up with me. She joined my group and now she's in my pipeline just because I told her what I did or three, they, they tell, tell somebody else gosh, I don't know anything about that, but I have this friend who is really trying to start a business and is struggling with sales. Can I pass your information along? There's no downside to talking about your business. There's absolutely none. Hmm. So what is the story that we're living by that keeps us from talking about it? When we change who we are. So I left corporate sales to start my own business. Um, It changes our relationships with people. Like everything we do changes the energy we have with people. And I think that sometimes we try to stay in both worlds, right? We try to stay in the world that we created with them, but then we try to also be in the world that we're creating. Instead of saying, that's not me anymore, here's where I'm going. I think there's maybe a fear around losing some interest or or some friends because we don't have common interests, but, but we also lose the opportunity to make new friends, 
that have that common interest and to move forward. So I think there's a little bit of fear of, you know, especially when you're stepping into an entrepreneurial role, a fear of, gosh, how can I leave my old world behind? I have hundreds of contacts in the old world, hundreds. And if I said to them, this is what I'm doing, they would say, that that's nice, Teresa, right? But I would plant the seed. I would plant the seed. So when they, so when somebody said, Hey, does, has anybody heard what Teresa's doing now? Yeah, she's doing this thing with sales coaching. She's doing this thing with sales training. Oh, what's she doing? I mean, it just, the energy it creates just flows, but I think we're sort of afraid to do that a little bit instead of, but if you got a new puppy, right, you wouldn't shut up about it. You would tell anybody who stopped to listen about your new puppy. We're not afraid of that. It's a new puppy. So I think we just need to really, really own our, own what we do and, and, you know, express it with joy. When you express something with joy, people can't help but listen. Sure. That's so true. The energy is different. And I was just thinking about that. I I don't think you know this. I don't think I mentioned to you that I, we do have a new puppy. She's just been here with us for a month. She's about four months old. Yeah. And I do love, I can't believe how many pictures I have on my phone and, you know, anytime that I'm in and interacting with a, a friend, it's always about, you know, the puppy and what the puppy's done today. And I, th- and I'm going back to what we were saying earlier about that transactional versus relational, right? So when I'm in that space, there's nothing transactional about it. I don't need anything from anyone else other than just to share the greatest, the, the newest, greatest insight or achievement, right? That she's done. <laughs> Versus if I, if I was sharing that, wanting them to give me something back in return, now it's, it's not a, I don't, it is a give and take, but it's, it feels more like taking than it does about giving. Right. 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 Yeah. So there's, there's something about this and I'm, I'm thinking this for myself because again, this is where I'm at uh, in my own uh, development here and that that idea about how am I talking about it? Am I talking about it in a way that is to to help others improve their lives? Maybe a puppy would improve their life too, right? I don't know. Or is this just transactional? Am I just saying something to somebody to get them to do something back for me? Right. Right. And you have to understand both of those conversations are are relative and and valuable. Right and, and relevant, but it's when you do it. You've either got people who will never sell because they don't want to be pushy, or you've got the people who always sell. And you have to say, okay, stop. I know everything about your business. Can we just talk about the family? And so it's finding that balance, right? Finding that balance and understanding when somebody becomes interested in not just what you're doing, but becoming a part of it, right? And reading those signs when somebody says, Oh my gosh, that that sounds like something I need to know about. You know, especially what you're doing because you're you're breaking through a, a glass ceiling. You're breaking through tradition. And that's really super hard. And so the more you can talk about it, the more you can get other people to talk about it, the more it becomes mainstream, the easier it is for you then to have those sales conversations. But when you have to start out behind the starting line and explain what you do, gosh, that's a long sales conversation. It is. It is. Okay. So one of the things we can do 
And I'll say one of the things that Mary can do is talk more about her business with her, you know, within my network. Um, do you have any guidance for me or someone who might be in this situation with me? Yes. Well, you know, it depends on where you're at in the process. If you feel like you have a decent number of qualified leads, and I'm not talking hundreds, I'm talking 10, right? If you've really qualified them, then move in that direction, right? And learn to make relationships with them. If you don't have qualified leads, or in your case, you're trying to educate people, I would get on as many forums as you could, as many podcasts, as many networking groups. I would just talk about it with the intent of just talking about it, with the intent of just educating. Because what you're going to do is you're going to start to plant seeds. And that's really where the sales conversation starts, right? You and I didn't know each other at one point. Then we got to know each other. That was the seed. Yeah. I would start spreading those seeds as far and wide as you can. Every podcast, every marketing event, every time you're around any group of people, just start talking about what it means to be a conscious entrepreneur, why you've coined this term and why you're, you're actually making this movement. So I would just talk about it and I would offer it up to as many people as who will take it, right? I would offer it up in, in all of your social media. Hey, if you don't know what it means to be a conscientious I've done a white page on it. Here, grab it and I'll let you know. Uh, I think education at this point is the key because that's where you have to start because you can't come on to somebody cold and say, hey, would you like to be a conscientious And they're like, what? What are you talking about? Now I'm conscious and I'm an entrepreneur, but I don't know what that means. So the, I think the education is really far and wide. If you can get in magazines, if you can get anywhere you can go to start talking about it so that it can become something bigger than you, then because you yours is yours is a little tough, right? First, you have to educate me. If you do that one at a time, Mary, it's going to be a struggle. You need to do that in mass. You need to hold events. You need to do lives. You need to ask for people to share it. And you're doing some of that. But now you, you have to get bigger. Go to every networking event so you can talk about it in front of a whole bunch of people and just start spreading those seeds. That's really helpful and validating. Because again, right, we live by our stories. And one of the stories I've been telling myself as I've been developing the Consciouspreneur magazine and this podcast is that that's getting in the way of my business, right? Rather than seeing it as the seed planting that it is, it's it's the garden. I'm, I'm growing a, a Consciouspreneur garden. Um, that's the way I see it. And yes. um, as people are in my garden, I'm there to serve them. Yes. Yes. And make sure that they understand that. So another thing we do as entrepreneurs is we'll talk about our business, but there's never an understanding that I actually, you can hire me to help you. Now, you don't want to say that, but there has to be that intent there, right? I help uh, consciouspreneurs one at a time get to where they need to be so they can have whatever it is. So make sure that they're aware that this is a business and not just education. Okay. So there's that little nuance to it. Share, but make sure people know this is what I do. I help people do this. That's really helpful. Because I, I think that's another one of those hangups. You had mentioned earlier, right? The uh, the two ends of the spectrum. You're either talking about it too much or you're not talking about it enough. And I'm kind of looking for that middle road. Yes. And um, you've just mentioned in one of the other 
I'll say challenges that I've had is that I am willing to educate, educate, educate. I am an educator. Like that's my background. And I feel satisfied educating, but I don't make money educating. I make money coaching. And so moving into and giving myself permission to move into that next uh, level, right? From educating now to coaching. Um, if, again, that's where I'm at. And, and I love this conversation because it's really setting me up for these conversations in a way that is much more authentic to me versus that transactional piece. Because the, those transactional calls, I'm just not doing them. I, I can't. Um, as you said earlier, uh, something about the energy, right? When you're communicating with people and you've got joy and enthusiasm. If I'm making a transactional call, there is no joy. There is no enthusiasm. I'm wasting my time and their time. And they can feel that. When you're right? on a transactional call, that's the energy they receive, right? Every time we show up to a call, like you and I both showed up very happy and open to this call. We understood what the agenda was, right? But had this been a sales call, had I said, Mary let me teach you how to do sales. That's what I do. It'd be very different, right? My agenda in the old days would have been to make a sale and your agenda would have been to get the best value you can for the dollar. So we both want to work together, but we're coming at it from two different angles and that's where everything falls apart because I just want to get your money and you just want to get the value. And until we get to the point where we believe that's happening, which does happen from time to time, but if we start out with no agenda, with saying, okay, where, where is this going to go? Just like a friendship, where is this going to go? Then it, it, it allows to grow on its own. But again, you still have to have those business boundaries on it, right? It still has to be about, I'm here to build my business and you're here to build your business, right? We're not here to teach you how to bake a cake or how to, how to house train a dog. No, this is a business conversation. And so it takes practice, right? It won't happen overnight. You're going to make mistakes, but you're going to get closer every single time. If you just keep practicing it. So, so my tip for you would be get those conversations going, offer free consultation calls. You know, if you don't know if you're a consciouspreneur or not, book a call with me. Let's go over your business. If you're not, let me show you how to get there. Book a call and start to have those conversations. And then at the end of the conversation, I did this with my sales. Okay. What did I do right? And what did I do wrong? What did I do good? And what could I have done differently? What did I say? I tend to talk a lot and say whatever's on my mind. It doesn't always go over well. Okay, what did I say that wasn't, that I should probably not have said, right? Or or where I'm at now is they didn't like what I said, but that's who I am. So they're probably not a good fit for me yeah. because that's how I talk. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So there, there's something too that what I'm, Picking up on here in terms of our state, right? The state that we come to these conversations with is you're using the word non-agenda. But when I hear non-agenda, that just means I don't have a list of things that I got to check off for this call. But I think the, the deeper meaning of no agenda is literally my only agenda is can I help you in some way? Right, right. And it's more of an intention. Yeah, it's more of an intention. Yeah. An intention yeah. to find out if this is a good fit for us to move forward and for me to actually coach this person, right? Because people can read your energy just like you can read theirs. And I would say never, ever go into a business conversation until you've taken five minutes before to breathe, get centered and set your intention. Because 
I've done this a hundred times. I fly into a sales call because I'm late. I'm frazzled. Paper's flying everywhere. Can't get my computer going. What have I set? This person is thinking, okay, she's not organized. She's a mess. I'm not sure if I want to work with her. Even though I'm brilliant at what I do, I've already set the energy of not sure I want to work with her. And I have to, I have to regroup in there. I have to work extra hard to get back to the place where they're like, all right, I think she's cool. You don't want to do that. You want to come in with your best self because that's the one that they're going to resonate with. Exactly. So is this the emotional intelligence that you bring into the conversation? Yes. Okay. Yes. Tell me so a little emotional more about intelligence. that. Yeah. Okay. So emotional intelligence is about um, self-awareness, right? A keen sense of yourself, in this case, as a salesperson. Like, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What's your personality type? Can you figure out their personality type? A huge sense of self-awareness. The second step step is, is um, emotional maintenance. Can I handle whatever comes along, right? Salespeople are traditionally egoists. And if you say something that ticks me off, then I might say something back and we start this. But can I handle the stress of the situation? Can I handle your prices are too high or you're not smart enough to coach me or whatever comes along? Be ready for that and learn how to handle it. The second piece is other awareness, right? Be very clear on who they are. Do your research, read their body language and be very clear because the worst thing you can do is let somebody sign up who isn't a good fit for you. It drains your energy and it just, it takes away from what you need to do. And then the fourth step is to create harmony, right? I bring my best self. I insist that you bring your best self and that's the boundary I put on. And then that's how we work together. It's, it's one of those simple, but not easy things. Yes. I think. Yes. It's like learning to drive. Like, okay, you have to push the gas pedal, steer, check the mirrors, turn. It's all of those things that you have to practice that eventually will come very naturally to you. But yeah, you have to. So how, you've mentioned practicing a couple of times now. How do you help your clients practice? Well, the best way is just to get on sales calls. But the second best way is to to do it with someone like me, right? Practice your sales calls on me. Practice your pitches on me because I can say, okay, that was great. Well, I was doing this with a woman the other day. She had this great energy around talking about her business. But when she started talking about the money, her energy sank like a rock. And I said, you just lost them, right? You got to keep that energy at the same level, right? You're talking about helping them, not can I get your money? Here's how I can help you. That's really cool, right? And so you can practice staying at that level. You can practice in the mirror, it's it's tough because it's hard to watch yourself do that. But watch your face when you start to talk about money. When somebody says, okay, how much does it cost to work with you, Mary? Well, I have a couple of different options. And I think what's best for you, and no, no. What does it look like to work with me? You succeed. You get to be better. You Your business will flourish. Oh, you mean how much does it cost? Oh, okay. I can tell you that too. You know, you stay within the flow of where you're going and it just, you just have to do it over and over. Practice with people that you love and trust. Get feedback from them. Yes. I have learned because I've never liked scripts and um, they've never suited me. And yet I also know you, you kind of alluded to this earlier. I, obviously can just carry on conversations. (laughs) But um, as we're saying, I don't want this to be a transactional call, but I do want to guide the call, right? Towards how can I help you? How can I help improve your life? 
Um, so this this has got to be a guided call, not just a "Hey, how you doing?" Right. Kind of a, a call. So what if it was more like a checklist? Right. Self awareness. Am I centered? Check. Do I know what I'm talking about? Check. Can I handle the hard hard conversations? Check. Okay, I'm ready for all of that. And then you you need to know what you're going to ask them for sure. Right. And that that comes over time, too. But it's okay to have a list of questions. Just don't read from the list of questions. Right. They're there to guide you and to help you. The best conversations are the ones that happen naturally. Maybe you read your first question, but your curiosity comes from the answer. Right. It doesn't come from the next question. It comes from the answer. And so the more you can be curious and ask and the more you can read facial expressions, because someone might say something to you. And if they're leaning forward, right, they're interested. They're they're giving you information. But if they lean back, something's going on with them and you need to ask about it. I sense that there's something something else there. What, What were you feeling when you told me that? Right. You would do it in a coaching call. Well, I was remembering a time when I tried to do something like this and it really didn't work for me. Oh, what didn't work about? It? They need to get that out because if they hold on to it, it's a no. You're you're done. Right? So you have to be able to read that kind of uh, those things, and you have to just ask questions about it. Exactly, and they are they're giving permission is also one of those things that I hear a lot about in the sales world, right? Giving permission for these um, conversations and for these questions, because again, the questions that I would ask in a even in a, we'll call it a sales call, are questions that are very personal, right? Even that, that question that you just said, like if I pointed out to someone, I noticed your energy shifted when I asked that question, tell me more about what, what's going on for you. Um, that's not how we talk to one another. No, it isn't. But, but it's so powerful. It's so powerful. And you can tell them in the beginning if it makes you more comfortable. Look, I know this is a business conversation, but you know what? Your business is very personal to me and mine is very personal. So this could get personal. Are you okay with that? Yeah, I'm okay with that. Or no, I'm not okay with that. Then you know they're not going to be a good fit because they're not coachable. They're not open to that energy. Yes. That's part of qualifying. Well, you know what? Great. I'm glad you recognize that. That's a great awareness. Um, tell you what, should we set up another call in a month to see if you are more ready for it? Right? Don't waste your time because in sales, what we do is we take a little tiny nibble and we blow it up to make it the whole sale. Somebody says, oh, that's interesting. I want to know more. And then you're going, okay, I got a sale here. I got to say, I'm going to work my butt off to get this sale because they showed them. That's not how it works. Those little nibbles over time get you to where you want to be. but we, we try to close too soon when they're not ready, or we try to close too late. They're ready and we kept talking, right? And then we just lost them because we didn't get the buying signal. They're like, okay, this is great. I want to do it. Okay, let me tell you one more thing. No, you can tell them everything they want to know after they sign up, but you've given them and you, you need to learn to watch for those hooks because when they lean forward and they smile and they're open, that's the thing that they're interested in buying. I know you have all of these other things, but that's the thing that's going to hook them. So talk about that. Because everything else is gravy. If you can fix this thing for them, the rest of it's gravy. But we have to, we have to be in a space to be able to recognize that and be in the conversation. Not of the conversation, but in it, right? In that energy. And we have to bring them in. 
They're not always going to want to come in. You have to bring them in. And that's that other management. Come with me to this space we're creating. It, it, it is such a, it's a dance. That's, that's the image that is coming up for me here is that this is a dance. Um, and there's permission and there's leading and there's following and, um, there's, there's steps that we're going to feel better about than, than others. Um, and all of that, I guess for me, it keeps coming back to that transactional nature of versus what we're talking about here is more of the, would you call it relationship based or would you give it a different? Um, you know, I, 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 it is relationship based, but I don't want that to be confused with relationship selling when you know when their birthday and anniversary is, that's the old relationship selling. No, this is really, you know, a more of a connection selling. This is a long-term, you want to create a long-term because the hardest thing to do in sales is to have to resell all the time. Yes, they bought my three-month package. Now I have to go find somebody else to buy my three-month package and somebody else. That is the hardest thing in sales. So if you can come in from the beginning and make lifelong clients because you can help them move to the next level and the next level and the next, that's what you want, right? That's where the ease comes in. And that's where the that's where you can finally grow your business from. But it takes effort and and people aren't willing to do that. It takes a lot of effort to get to know somebody and to really connect with them and then to admit, I can't work with this person or I would love to work with this person. The hardest part for me, Mary, is knowing that I can help somebody beyond a doubt, seeing their success and they're still too scared to say yes. That's the hardest part for me. when I know that I can get them to the next level, but their fear is still too great. Yeah. I would agree. I would agree. Because we're both in the same business. In fact, uh, uh, hopefully everyone who's listening it feels that we're all in the same business as consciouspreneurs, right? Because we're not uh, just about the transactional, can I get to the next you know, level of sales and next level of profit? Yes, we want profit, but that's not what's driving us. What's driving us is the impact that we get to have. And um, how can I expand my impact? I can't expand my impact if I don't do sales. No. No, but you, you don't have to look at it as sales because I know that that is a trigger word for some people, right? It, it is sales, but um, we sell every day of our lives, even if we don't own a business, right? We sell our kids on cleaning their room, right? We sell them on where we're going to go to dinner. We sell all the time. So it's not a foreign concept. So the first step, I think, is to be aware in your life when you're trying to sell something, when you're trying to sell your opinion or what you want to do, and just be aware of what you do. You know, I could get my kids to clean their room with a look. They knew they'd push me far enough. That was it. Clean your room. Okay. Put that that the look. Now, can I get you to buy with a look? <laughs> Maybe, but probably not because I don't have that kind of power. But look at the, and watch how other people sell you. Where do you want to go to lunch, Mary? Oh, I don't care. Well, let me tell you about this restaurant that I would like to go to. Watch how other people sell you. And you'll start to see where the, it's a flow of life. Sales is just a flow of life. And I don't know why we're damning the damning the flow around our business. Well, yes, that is a huge shift. It, it, yeah, wow. Because again, I'm, I'm seeing it as compartmentalized. I mean, I came to this call saying, this is where I'm at, right? As if it was step, 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 because that's how my mind tends to think. And yet I also know that it's more holistic than that. 
And then it becomes fun, right? And then it doesn't become a chore. Then you want to get in these conversations because you learn so much and grow so much. And it's just, it's amazing. And you can't fail, right? You can't come out. Transactional selling is pass or fail. You either get the sale or you don't, right? That is disheartening. You're either, yes, I'm good enough or no, I'm not good enough. When, When you do it my way, there is no pass or fail, right? Yes. Yes. In fact, again, I, I I came to our call here today saying I had a sales call this morning and I think I let a fish get away. Right. I, I didn't um, hear or I heard them. I didn't act on the hooks that were being offered to me. And uh, it's you had mentioned this earlier. Right. So so talk to somebody about how that sales call went, what you do too much of, what you do not enough of and make it better. And even. So one of the things I'm recognizing in myself about this today is that, again, back in the day when I my story was I couldn't do sales, I would have taken that experience today as more evidence that I can't do sales and uh, just prove that I'm right Versus, because it was a failure, right? Versus the way I see it now is I didn't help this person change her life today. But that doesn't mean that I can't come back and help her change her life next week or, or uh, on a follow-up conversation with her. So it, the, to me, the door's not closed. And again, that, that makes a huge difference. Oh, absolutely. It, it makes a difference in my mindset. Right, right. You haven't lost her. Um, you know, and, and if you did, this is a brave thing to do, but I would encourage you to do it. If you really feel like you lost somebody that you should have had, Ask them, okay, you're not going to buy from me. What happened? Where did I go wrong? I want to get better. So just tell me straight up, where, where, what was it that, that, you know, and if it's something you don't want to change about yourself, that's fine, right? But if it's something that you weren't aware of, that's that self-awareness. Okay, great. Teresa, thank you so much for sharing your gifts with us, um, particularly with a conscious entrepreneur, again, because... This is such a critical, not only is it a critical part in our business, we all know that, but especially where our values come into play here, um, wanting to be helping people change their lives. That's why we're in business. That's why we do what we do. Um, it's not just transactional for us. And so I think this conversation is even more important than it is for, you know, uh, your average salesperson. Right. Right. Well, and it actually does work for your average salesperson because even when I was an average salesperson, I still wanted my clients to succeed. I still had that drive, right? I still wasn't just in it for the money because those people churn and burn and it it just doesn't work for them. So adding that piece to any sales process is, is, is a good thing, right? Even with your regular salespeople, because the, the better you know your client and the more committed you are to them. Like with my clients, I knew their families. I knew their kids, not just their kids' names. I'd met them. It was okay to bring them to the office during our meeting. You know why? Because that brought me into your family. Gosh, how much closer can you get to a client than, you know, literally I, I had a four-year-old next to me and I was feeding in his Cheerios while I was doing the sales call, right? Oh my gosh, how much better does it get than that, right? Now, here's the caveat. You're not going to be able to get there with everybody, right? Not everybody's ready to operate on that level. Not everybody's going to be that open. That's okay. Just be aware of how far you'll push it and and where you're going to put the brakes on. That's part of the process too. 
when you want to say, no, this isn't going to work for me, I need to move on and stop wasting time with somebody who, who if I close them, they're going to be a lot of energy and a lot of work for me. Just having that huge recognition in the beginning will save you so much time because in the old transactional way, it's, I'm not going to quit until they tell me to, you know, stop calling them. Right. right? And what right. a waste yes. of time that is. Yes. Oh my gosh. You just brought back a memory. And when I was in college, I did telemarketing for a hot minute. It didn't last very long. And I remember I had to get four no's before I could hang up. Cause of course all of our calls were being recorded. Um, and so, uh, one of my strategies now is when I get a sales call I, and I learn that that's what it is and it's nothing I want, I just go to no and hang up right away. So you can move on to the next call. But, but again, that, that idea that generated within me is just get to the no so you can get on to the next. Right. And that's transactional. It very much is. It very much is. We had, you know, in, in sales, cause I was in hardcore corporate sales. It was next. You don't want to buy next, bring on the next, bring on the next, because it was a numbers game. If you talk to enough people, somebody's going to buy. And that's true. However, if it, you can make it so much easier, you can, you can stop wasting time with, you know, 50 no's and, and you say no first, right? No, I say no to you because I need to move on from this. I am feeling more and more excited about this part of my development than I was at the beginning of this call. And I hope other listeners are feeling the same way. I'm very grateful for you and, and sharing your expertise with us um, about this really important part of our business. Absolutely. I love I love talking about this stuff. <laughs> you're in you're a good model for oh, us. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Teresa, tell the listeners where they can learn more about you. Um uh, well. I, I post on Facebook and um, LinkedIn. That's the most relevant information and the newest information for sure. But if they would like to talk to me or book a call with me, they can they can send me an email. It's Teresa, T-E-R-E-S-A, at virtualmarketingandsales.com. Beautiful. Thank you. And for those of you listeners who have not yet subscribed to the Consciouspreneur magazine, there will be a link in the description. Uh, we are working on issue number two. I can't wait to get that out. So sign up um, and uh, get on our, our list so that as soon as that comes out, you will also have access to that. The feedback from the first issue has been phenomenal. Um, everyone's talking about how valuable the content is. In fact, I've had some people say, Mary, it's too much. Like you can't put so much in one magazine at a time. I don't know that I'm going to take that feedback and do anything with it, but it does validate that this is a, a really powerful resource for the conscious entrepreneur. So once again, Teresa, thank you again for sharing your gifts with us today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. We're not just a podcast. We're a community. So before you go, we invite you to join the Consciouspreneur Mastermind community. We are a powerful movement of high achieving, impact focused entrepreneurs who are leading the charge, making the world a better place through business. We offer a comprehensive suite of tools, techniques, support, and direction all rolled up into a community driven inspirational launch pad. We will nudge you out of your comfort zone and into your genius zone so that you can lead your business with clarity and focus. If you're looking for a community of like-minded and like-spirited people who support your personal development and business growth, 
well, you found the right place. Plus, we have a lot of fun. After all, if you're not having fun, you're not doing it right. Remember, we're all in this together. Check out the link in the details in the description below and help our community grow by liking, subscribing, and sharing the content. We look forward to having you join us next week. Until then.